In this session today, I'm joined by Brian Charter, who is the uh, one of the uh, creators, founders and um, executives, I think we could call him, um, of a brand new, and it really is brand new, literally launched days ago, app called Susie. And uh, we're going to hear a lot more about this because this is all about one of the big challenges I guess most of us have is trying to find ways of building sustainability into our lives, both professionally and personally. And uh, Brian and his colleagues have, I believe, uh, started a great journey that's going to enable us to all begin this journey together. And this is all about making sustainable homes achievable for all. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks very much, Neil. Great to be here. Great. So tell us a little bit more about your background. I mean, what kind of brought you to, I guess, this kind of world of sustainability um, and kind of got you really kind of thinking down the lines of where you are now with Susie? Yeah, so um, I started my career, um, spent the first 10 years of my career working within the sort of property maintenance sphere, managing businesses that uh, looked after a lot of social housing. Um, and as part of that, I've always sort of been involved in, in buildings to some greater or lesser degree. And then um, the in the last sort of 10 years, I then moved and started my own strategic consultancy. And I was working uh, with a number of businesses and, and entrepreneurs, um, supporting them to grow and understanding, you know, all those bits that that really create a market and make things tick and enable them to understand their customer type and all of that. Um, then I got introduced to a Brazilian entrepreneur called Mara, who um, he built a couple of businesses that managed and ran data centers. And he's been into smart buildings for a long time. And he had this vision and this passion for uh, he's, he's Bristol based. And he said he was cycling over Bristol one day and looking at all the houses and went, how can we make all of these houses sort of self-sustaining? We've got a big CO2 problem. How can we make all those houses self-sustaining? I was introduced to him um, and we started just working on that idea. And I've got to be honest, I mean, my my interest in sustainability um, was came from quite a basic place, which was I've got three young kids and I have grown increasingly concerned about what does their future look like? And so applying that and applying my sort of strategic knowledge and my historic work knowledge to buildings and homes, well, and, and realizing that 20% of our CO2 emissions come from individuals' homes, the houses that we have in the UK. This is actually, you know, that's a fifth of our CO2 emissions. It's a massive part of the problem. And it's not one that really gets that much focus we've always heard about transport and you know all the really the sort of obvious high ticket items of going away from fossil fuels at that at that macro level but not actually looking at that individual sort of property consumption and what can we do about that to improve that and make that more efficient so that's that's kind of where the idea started mm, that's interesting isn't it because yeah, I guess I've seen so many and actually experienced myself so many moments in time where I didn't really kind of plan it. I didn't really choreograph it. It just seemed to be serendipity that I met the right people to do the right things in the right moment. It feels like, you know, you meeting Marrow at that moment was 
was a game changer. Well, clearly it was a game changer for you. And it kind of brought out all of the, you know, maybe things that were kind of brewing under the surface, but hadn't actually manifested into being something you were being, you know, doing in terms of action. It's always quite interesting, isn't it? When you kind of really are very conscious and aware of these things, you suddenly realize, hold on a minute, everything is aligning. The time Mm. is right. I'm in the right place. I'm meeting the right people. It must have kind of felt like that, I guess, that you just thought, now is that moment I have to do something about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been quite a big picture thinker. And um, and so, you know, happy to do my little bit in terms of you know, reducing our waste and all of that sort of thing, doing our recycling and trying not to use too much energy around the home. But um, the it, it sort of didn't feel big enough if you know what I mean and you feel like there's a the, there is a huge movement um that and and we need to do more if we're going to achieve net zero and as you say everything seemed to just align the opportunity came and I thought oh, I can see I can see something that I can really apply my knowledge and skills to to help us really get in and, and tackle this problem um and so you know made complete sense to to run with it so I guess there were times when, you know, the, this is a big, big topic. I mean, there are so many different angles and perspectives that you could have taken. Right. Why was the the root of the the app? Because this is very app driven and we'll, we'll talk to everybody about kind of what it is and how you access it and kind of what it's going to do and what to expect in a minute. But yeah. kind of why did you decide to kind of go down that route? Um, so we've really designed the business with the Amazon principle in mind of, you know, you innovate by making things faster, cheaper, easier, essentially. That's how you disrupt industries and that's how you create innovation. But also what Amazon have done so brilliantly is they've made things frictionless for people. And at the end of the day, people's lives are complicated and they've got so much going on, so much they're trying to manage, et cetera. And so if we're trying to get people to move in terms of doing something that's actually quite difficult, making upgrades to their homes, making them more sustainable. The first thing that we thought was, well, where is what what's going to be the sort of use case? And we thought we want someone to be able to go from the position of sitting at the home, receiving a massive energy bill, sitting on the sofa to go, oh, what, you know, what can I do about this? And what's everyone got in their pocket? Well, they've all got a phone in there. So they'll jump on their phone, you know, do a Google how can I save energy in the home? And hopefully that will then ultimately take them straight to our app. And we've got, we can then take them down a journey, enable them to find out a load of things about their home, about their property, um, and essentially make suggestions and and start enabling them through, well, as you said, we're going to talk about exactly what it does a little bit later, but um, start enabling them to make change in as easy and frictionless way as possible so that we're eliminating as many of the barriers as we can. And that's why that's, that's the pure reason that we went with the app. Mm. I, lo- I love this word um, frictionless. And I think um, it, to, to me, it just is the right way to go. What, whatever kind of industry or, you know, whatever kind of service is being developed, it feels like that frictionless approach is so critical because, you know, the more people I talk to both in a, a sense of being um, in their personal lives um, and also as professionals, um, that decision making when it is frictionless, where there's no kind of barriers, all the barriers have been 
been taken away and you can just get on with it and you can understand it. And again, the other word you used there was enable. And I think this is so, so important. There is so much kind of noise and chaos and it's like, oh, this is almost too difficult a subject to get into. I know I should. I know I must. And I think a lot of people, both personally and in business, are, you know, feeling almost obliged to jump onto this sustainability bandwagon, but don't really know where to start. And I think for a lot of people, there's there's almost a bit of an embarrassment that I don't really know the jargon. I don't understand all the acronyms. I don't really know where to begin. And so I'll kind of, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's that sort of manana I'll put it off and you know it might go away or you know somebody might sort of sort it for me and I think this this idea of trying to enable people to you know come on a journey with you I think you know certainly having downloaded the app and played with it and you know got a sense of really where you're coming from with this it just feels it's very inclusive um, it does feel frictionless it doesn't feel intimidating because I think a lot of this can be intimidating particularly if in business you're doing this in front of somebody else or you're in a meeting and you're kind of expected to know what you're talking about this is not what that's like this is a very hand-holding experience and was it was that something again that as part of this frictionless idea you were looking to do is almost sort of education piece there's a an enabling piece there's a a guidance piece is, is that kind of the, absolutely the really? it's funny you, you touch on something that um you know we did a lot of sort of brand identity work at the beginning and what are we all about as Susie who are we what is you know what is the Susie brand and um and we came up with the concept of the sort of trusted uncle or auntie who comes and puts a hand around the shoulder and says hey yeah look we're just trying to we're just trying to help um and that's what we're all about and and the other thing that we said right from the beginning is we said we are pract we are pragmatists not activists and what that means is while we believe, while we have an aligned cause with um, all of people who are working towards, you know, zero carbon and sustainability, we also recognize that this has got to fit within individuals' lives. Um, and so that that's kind of been the principle on which we've built it. And so we always look at it through that perspective and not, you know, we, we don't want it to be complex. We've looked at a bunch of apps that are out there across a whole spectrum, you know, fitness trackers and all sorts of things and gone, which ones are really easy and which ones are, as soon as it makes you go, oh, uh, don't really understand it, that's a problem. And no doubt we haven't got that 100% right still, but we, we are getting that feedback constantly to, to then tweak that and simplify that. And we want the journey into it to be as simple as possible so that people can use it, you know, and it's completely free of charge, they can use it to get a real sense of, right, this is the state of my current home. This is my current energy usage. This is how much CO2 that produces. You know, we're able to show them all of that information. This is what it costs them. And then, and and that's the other um, angle to it is actually, we very much wanted to go from a economic perspective in terms of what are the, benefits what are the impacts to people in terms of savings um, that they're going to make if they undertake certain upgrades to their home how much less are they going to be spending on energy um, and, and it's one of the reasons why we're also working on building in financing solutions for people so the idea being that ultimately they won't be spending 10 grand on you know an upgrade solar array improving 
insulation, whatever it may be, but they can go, well, actually, immediately I'm going to save 100, 150 quid a month, um, but I'm, I'm only paying out, you know, 200 or 250. So it's, it's making the economics of it all work much better. Um, and ultimately, they, you know, if they take a loan like that, they'll pay it off over time and then they'll just be making the saving. Um, and then on top of that, it's then, and by the way, this is how much CO2 you're going to be saving as a result of all of that. So it's, um, we very much approached it from a practical, you know, normal, average person-centric perspective that exactly what you've said, it's like, well, maybe I should do something about this, but, but the incentive maybe isn't quite there in amongst everything else if it's purely the CO2 basis. Um, it's purely about the, the environmental savings. So um, we very much wanted to focus on that economic perspective too. Yeah, this this is really fascinating. And I think, you know, for, for me, it just it sums up, I think, the, the reason I wanted to, to have this conversation with you was because I, I did get a sense when I uh, sort of first met Leanne um, and she was talking about, um, you know, a lot of the background and kind of where you guys are headed with all of this. And, and I just felt a sense of, difference there was a real kind of difference with the brand and the positioning which was you know different to the activism and I, I don't have any problem at all with activists you know in this area we all need to be aware of what the possibilities are but it felt so refreshing to get a more practical approach because a lot of people can make a lot of noise about all this stuff but it's only when as a human being you kind of get a sense of okay but what can I now do about it I get it I hear the messages the media is shouting this the activists are you know blocking the streets and all that kind of stuff and but what can I do? And and I'm not going to be going out and joining those demonstrations, but what can I do? And right. so that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to have this conversation, because I think certainly there are a lot of people that I encounter are in that, that kind of um, that mindset where it's like, all right, I understand it. Now show me, show me and guide me to those next steps. And I think because the, um, the angle that you're taking is this, kind of you know, bringing it very close to home, literally close to home, because it's mm -hmm. all about your home and what you can do. It's almost that you're creating this, this kind of mindset that people can, once they've sorted their home, then they can explore all of the other facets of their life where they might be, you know, contributing not a particularly positive way, but starting mm. from the core, the place that you go back to every evening after work or the place that you're working from during the day, it's right at the center of everything, isn't it? So th this is a really powerful kind of, you know, starting point at the core of everybody's world, really. Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing was that we came across, you know, there are a number of apps out there that are sort of carbon trackers and, um, and we very we looked at them and went, the problem is it's the fatigue of, you know, manual entry into all of these things across how many miles have you done on the bus or in the car or in the and then how much food have you thrown away? And then, you know, where are you flying this year and how long have you left your and you can put in your kilowatt hours, you know, in your house as well as part of all of this. And it's just the the thing that we felt with that was it's overwhelming. And it's much better to hone in on. And again, you, know, you take the Amazon principle. They started selling books um, out of which you can then move into a whole realm of, of other things potentially. But, you know, start on the home. Everybody, ha 
lives somewhere, um, or the vast majority of people live somewhere. Um, and it's a thing that a huge amount of people can can address and, and have an impact on. Um, and yeah, we just felt if we start there, if we focus there, it's such a big part of the problem um, that that would be a really good thing to just focus all of our energy on addressing. And, and, and it may be that we then have other opportunity to, to help and assist people in other areas or that it just inspires them to then go and, and, and look at the other areas, as you say. So, yeah. Mm. So th this is a, um, it's a connection device in many ways, isn't it? This app, because it's connecting businesses with um, the people who need the services of those businesses. So whilst it's, you might describe it as a, a consumer app, it is actually more than that, isn't it? Because this is a, a facilitator for actually taking action. Uh, do, do you want to give us a little bit of a, um, an idea of the the kind of the structure and what people can expect when they download Susie. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Great. So, I mean, Susie, as I said, it's designed for the, the user journey that we envisage is you get a big bill, come in, you go, what on earth can I do about this? You find and download Susie. Um, you can then uh, locate your home on on uh, within the app. You put in your address, um, draw a little box around it on Google Maps, and we immediately pull a whole bunch of publicly available data sets um, to give us a picture of the fabric of your home. So that's EPC, we're looking at geolocation data, incident, sunlight, rainfall, all of these things, average temperature. Then we offer the individual the opportunity because we recognize, you know, you might have bought your house if you own your house 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, five years ago, and you may have done a bunch of work on it since. So what is in the EPC register may well not be that accurate. Um, so we give people the opportunity to then update that information so that we've got a really clear picture of their current property and they can also give us meter readings um, or connect us to their smart meter so we've got a good idea of their energy usage too. That all helps us create a profile and what we're essentially doing is creating a digital twin of the property. We can then apply from the things that they've said they've done to the property and exist in the property from insulation to windows to solar to heat pumps etc. Those things that haven't been done, we can then apply those potential upgrades to that property in, in digitally and virtually and give a good indication. It's not going to be 100% accurate, but give a good indication from what we know about materials, properties and data science um, and the, you know, their energy usage and the profile of their home, the potential savings, both in terms of kilowatt hours, um, assuming that they continue to use the home in the same way, and in terms of CO2 savings. And what we will then do is suggest different projects that they can undertake. So at the moment, we've, as you mentioned the other day, we've just launched the app. We've launched with five key projects, one of which is a DIY one, which is simply fitting LED light bulbs if they don't have them. Um, or, you, I mean, you can get people to come and do that for you, but many people may choose to do it themselves. Um, the others are loft insulation, window replacement, um, heat pumps and solar. Um, we're working on releasing wall insulation at the moment. And then the beauty of the platform is it's technology agnostic. So as different technologies become available and as we continue to develop it, we can just add in additional products to that and show people the savings that they could make. What we then do is offer them the opportunity to actually say, well, would you like to reach out to a contractor and, and, and get an idea of, we, we give indicative estimates. We think a project this size from what we know um, 
we believe will be roughly in this ballpark to undertake the work. And, and as we've said, here's the indicative saving, both in terms of money, kilowatt hours and CO2. Um, but they're invited to essentially invite estimates from contractors. Now, to start with, we know people are very, you know, careful about their data and rightly so. And so what we do is because we've got all that information on the property, we're able to share that with the contractor without actually um, giving away the individual's details. Apart from in the case of a heat pump, a heat pump is a complex installation um, and therefore that indicative estimate step gets missed. But for the other, for the other projects, they're invited to give an indicative estimate. This is good for the contractor in the sense that they get a profile of the property. They get all that information that otherwise they'd have to travel out and actually view the property in order to see. And they can give an indicative cost. Um, now, you get a number of indicative costs back and then you can decide that saves the contractor time because if it's people who are just, you know, they're just starting out on their journey and maybe they're not ready to really commit, they just want to get an idea, um, then it allows them to do that. The contractor can respond quite easily um, and, you know, everyone's happy. If they then decide, yeah, genuinely, I'm interested in this, you know, I might do this now, I want to go forward, they can then choose to share their details with selected contractors invite them to come into the home and provide them with a quote. That's where we sit at the moment. Where we're going is to also then provide financing solutions. So as I mentioned earlier, rather than it then being a £10,000 installation, it's one that you can pay off, you know, and you're paying 200 quid a month or whatever it may be. But the beauty of that is you're making the savings from day one, so it's offsetting the costs. Um, so that that is the basic broad principle on which we're operating as a starting point. It's fascinating this, it really is, because I, th I think the way that you've described it there with this whole kind of big data focus is I can imagine in the not too distant future, it could be that you have such a, um, a powerhouse of, of data that you can interrogate and report back on. It's almost like, if, if I've got this right, and correct me if I am wrong here, um, there's a little bit like the um, when you use Google Maps for SatNav is that the more of us who are using it because it's using the real-time positioning of everybody's data who's using the um, the app or the, the service in real time, the more of us using it, the more accurate it gets. It feels like a similar thing here that you'll be able to then profile particular areas for um, you know additional kind of services and support and so is it because the service is free encouraging many many people to do this to get the profile then builds the data on your side which enables then an ongoing continuously improving kind of data service if you like from your side of things too so it's a kind of a win-win-win mm. contractors win you win we win as consumers it's a great idea yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we see the data as being absolutely key. And the more people who use it, the more people who use it, and then they get something done. A, it helps us profile properties better, as you've said. When they get something done, that only improves the accuracy, A, of our broad indicative estimates, because we can see the quotes that have been provided, um, but also of the impact. Once the work is done, if, they're connect if we're connected to their smart meter, we can see the impact that it's had on the property's energy usage. Um, and what we do want to build in as well is some uh, elements of, you know, budgetary nudges in terms of letting people set a budget. And people can do that on a smart meter now, but they don't, you sort of got to go back and look at the dial. But we're saying the beauty, again, of having something on a phone, so you can give people a nudge. You can say, did you know you've gone over budget today? Um, what is the reason for that? And 
and they can go and investigate see have they left something on or you know what's 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 happening there and i think um that particularly so there is there is something that has been observed um which is a tendency for behavior change when people do undertake improvements so as the property becomes more efficient don't necessarily make that saving immediately because if they they then start to use more energy um so i think this is an important element as well to actually say well hang on a second you know that now your overall property energy usage has gone up you're actually you've, you've changed your behavior so if you wanted to make the improvement then you had to do the work and then and then kind of nudge them towards saying right let's let's make sure that we're now maintaining a our sort of behavior in terms of energy usage Mm. Where, where do you think where do you feel this is going i mean at the moment you're talking about sustainable homes but it feels like there's a crossover here for commercial businesses even potentially big venues who obviously consumers at a, a venue in london yesterday who and i, I noticed that the air conditioning was on it needed to be there were some ten thousand people in the room as it were and you were thinking my goodness this would be so hot without air conditioning mm-hmm. but of course the carbon footprint of that in itself is just off the scale i mean this is this kind of translates to every kind of internal space doesn't it in time yeah it does and i've got to say there are a lot so we are interesting and unusual as a business in the sense that we've chosen to tackle the domestic retrofit market there are a number of um businesses and solutions out there working on the commercial market um, because it's a little bit easier um, just because a the you know the economic argument is bigger um, so there are other solutions out there sort of tackling that on an on a case-by-case basis and that's why our whereas typically you would pay for that service for someone to be monitoring your energy usage and smart you know um essentially smart systems that will turn off a sense where the people are in rooms and turn things off and make sure that actually automatically you're making the best use energy usage of that um that commercial property uh for a domestic property it doesn't make sense to have all of that sensory installation and all of that sort of thing it just doesn't uh, make economic sense so there are a number of sort of people and businesses out there addressing that that's not that we don't see we we do actually have a view and an ambition towards uh, creating Susie business. Um, and again, it would probably start with sort of that fabric, improving that fabric. Because, I mean, there's 20 million privately owned um, properties in the UK um, and 15, I think it's about 15 million of those are owner-occupied. Um, so there's a lot to go out and a lot of work to do on the domestic front. And I imagine probably someone pretty clever will come along and, and crack a different element of that commercial size. Um, we, we do have a mind to it, but we really want to make sure that we are mm. um, honing in on our market and delivering for that target market, really delivering for people, um, you know, owner occupiers and, and, and we are looking at um, supporting large scale, uh, landlords as well so that's actually the next place that we're looking to go is how do we take the solution and tailor it to the tenanted market where the challenges are slightly different um, because it's about engaging the tenant in the benefit 
and helping the, the property managers to identify the most appropriate properties. There's a slightly different solution, but we're actually, we're already in um, discussions with one organization about uh, building a solution for them um, that would help them address that and keep their tenants engaged in the process so that they, uh, it just helps them then retrofit their portfolio of homes. Mm, wow, the opportunities, but I think you're, you're so, so right in terms of like, this is a big enough market to start with anyway, so we can explore those ideas, but actually let's just get everybody in everybody's home up to this kind of, you know, achievable level. And I think that was the word that really kind of has resonated with me as I was looking deeply into the website and obviously playing with the app and everything. It was just this whole thing about it's achievable. It's not mm. complicated. And I think that's just such a lovely part of the proposition is it's very accessible. You don't have to have any, you know, building management knowledge. You don't really even have to know anything more than even how to change a light bulb, literally. So it was, you know, it was just really interesting to watch how um, it's, it's very unthreatening. You can use this literally in the palm of your hand to ease yourself into this space, but then very quickly see, mm, actually, there is something I can do about this. And just the, 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 the seamless, frictionless way, then you add in the funding options as well. It becomes, okay, so actually, this isn't just playing with an app. This is actually something I really need to do, but I can do. And mm. so these guys, you know, I can kind of trust them to lead me in that direction. How do, how do people get hold of this? Because I'm sure people listening to this will say, come on, Neil, just tell us how we can get it, you know, stop talking around yeah, it just absolutely. let us know so, we've got to play um, with it app store go to the app store the google play store um and literally put suzy s-u-s-y um or suzy house um if you're a contractor and you're uh, you're looking to provide you know services you want to register you search suzy business um but yeah you you find them both now on the app store and the play store um yeah. And I will certainly um, advocate that people really, really need to get in and load this up and and have a little look, have a little play, because it is quite enlightening when you even when you're starting to edit your profile, um, because it you know very accurately kind of you know specs out where you are and where you live and everything. But when you start to add in, oh well, I've got this number of windows in my house, and and you look at it, and you think, crikey, that is actually a lot of windows. I didn't realize we actually had so many windows, and even just the the um, insight it gives you in terms of your own house that you might have lived in for years uh, it's it's fascinating so yes get in there have a play and i will put um, the links uh, to to the app stores uh, there and also to the uh, the main website if anybody wants to have a, a little read uh, more in terms of uh, the business and uh, kind of where it's going um, and so I'm going to be putting this one out Brian to um, obviously my network will be listening to this um, as well as the Mindful Collective because what we're always looking for um, are great case studies of organizations who are looking to be you know innovatively helpful and I think certainly the Suzy app is you know more than qualifying for, for that on the uh, the Mindful Collective um, showcase, if you like, of uh, new services and apps that people really need to be trying. Um, so it's been, yeah, really, really insightful uh, hearing a little bit more background behind it, because often we download these apps and you don't know the people behind it. You don't really know what the story is. So, yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much for your time today, Brian, just giving that insight to all of us. No, brilliant. Thank you. I really enjoyed uh, being on. Thanks for the chance to, to have the chat. And um, yeah, I'd be delighted for you to share that. That would be fantastic. Thank you. 
Great stuff. And I think the other thing I'd like to do as well, um, and this is just putting a little uh, sort of marker in the sand here, is that if we could do a part two of this, and actually when you're a few months into this, we'll come back and have another little chat and uh, obviously stimulate hopefully a few other people to download this incredible service, um, but also find out how it's going. Because I think the, the kind of behind the scenes kind of fly on the wall insight for you know an organization, which I think is going to go from strength to strength, but obviously a a lot of people have had their own apps. Maybe they've been entrepreneurial and tried a new service and it hasn't quite stuck for whatever reason. It will be great to come back and see, you know, how this is inevitably going to be flying along at that point. And also some of the data insights that you've managed to capture around that time. I think it'll be very, very interesting for a lot of people. So uh, if you're up for that, we'll do a part two. Hundred percent. Love time. to. Yeah, love to come back and report. A good, good sense of accountability there as well as to how we're. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm going back on the show. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be pestering up. us. Yeah. He's not going to let us get away with it. So we've got to do yeah, it. Yeah. No, that, that's that's great. So the audience, my yeah. audience will be watching. So uh, no, that's all good. But Brilliant. that's great. Thanks a lot for your time today, Brian. Thanks, Neil.